0: Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the Returning to the Classics edition. (laughs) Today is episode 152, Stopping Hiccups with a Rectal Massage and the World's Largest Kidney Stone so far. My friends, my friends, it's been a minute since you and I skipped down old medical oddities lane, so I thought it was time to revisit this magical place. It'll be a nice break, too, from the doozies we've covered lately, like, Surviving asteroids and the hellscape they create, to falling through thunderstorms. Uh, oh, and the U.S. Air Force's plan to stop the Earth's rotation—you know, to dodge nuclear missiles. What else? How, how could we? How could we forget that one? Now, if you haven't had a listen to any of these recent episodes, hot damn! You better pause this and stick a toe into that. And afterwards, what could be a better palate cleanser than a rectal massage? <laughs> you heard me. The title of today's episode just hides nothing um, in the first half of the show. An enemy we all share hiccups. I mean just a brief case of these can send you into a frenzy. Am I right, but my friends, what would you do? What would you turn to if that brief case of hiccups lasted not minutes, not hours, but days yeah we are we are going to cover one man's journey and quest if you will, to end his own personal hell. But don't worry, there's a happy ending, um, no pun intended, and such a story, such a wonderful story, could not have come from anyone but a longtime member of the flock. Yes, this story was submitted by the legendary Lauren. God damn it, Lauren. <laughs> you have been on fire, descending the creme de la creme of weird, and I thank you on behalf of Every business goose. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for looking out for our asses. You're a saint. Uh, Then, after the break, (laughs) you heard the title and you're going to want to see the pictures. Yes, I will have pictures on our social media stuff. So please come on by and take a gander at the world's largest kidney stone so far. Uh, I'm going to pull it up actually right now. Yeah, I'm looking at it. And um, I honestly. I honestly don't know what to say. It's ridiculously big. Um, So big. In fact, my friends, you're going to want to brace yourself. Uh, It's larger than the organ it was removed from. And that's a hell of a thing to say. (laughs) I will have all the details from which poor soul had to endure this to who extracted it and how, and a few fun facts about other kidney stone world record holders. Yeah, there is a actual category for kidney stones over at Guinness. So there you go. Uh, And if this is your first time listening, wow, welcome to the flock. Welcome to the flock, my equally impressive business goose. I'm Jill Chacha. And uh, we're going to begin today by charging up the old time machine and dialing it way the fuck back to the dawn of a new age, the year 1990. Now, you and I are standing beside a hospital bed, looking down at a 60-year-old man who just had a nasogastric tube fitted after a bout of pancreatitis, which is not a good time. And if you're wondering what a nasogastric tube is, don't worry, I've got you. Um, Just a heads up, though, this will be one of many, many uncomfortable descriptions you're going to hear today. Sorry, not sorry type of thing. Okay, now, the old NG tube is a long, flexible plastic tube that's inserted up a person's nose and threaded down into the stomach. It's a two-way street kind of thing. Uh, It may be used for sucking excess fluids out of the stomach and delivering medicine. It could also deliver fluid that contains nutrients directly into the stomach. It's very handy, but wow, it's a little invasive and perhaps a shock to the body when installed. And it's possible... That's how this patient's body reacted to it. Shortly after insertion, a new problem developed. Yeah. The icing atop this shit cake made of pancreatitis was a terrible case of hiccups. Of course, the first thing nurses did to help ease the man's discomfort was, say it with me now, no, it was not a rectal massage. No, (laughs) no, no, a rectal massage was not even plan A. It wasn't even plan B, so. So hold your horses. We'll get to it, okay? (laughs) No. The first thing they did was remove the tube, which in theory, that's a great idea. But the hiccups just kept coming for hours. Now, I have the lowest fucking tolerance for hiccups. I'm I'm angry and I don't even have them now. But look, basically, I would sure as hell try the laundry list of ways the medical field has to deal with them. But before we get to that, let's answer the question, why? Why the fuck did nature bestow hiccups upon us in the first place? (laughs) So to answer this, let's uh, quote our paranoid friend, WebMD. Quote, hiccups start much lower in your body, in the diaphragm, the dome-shaped muscle between your lungs and stomach. Normally the diaphragm pulls down when you inhale to let air into your lungs and then relaxes when you exhale, so air can flow back out of your lungs to exit your nose and mouth. Hiccups can happen for a lot of reasons. Some of them are physical and some emotional. That's because the actual irritation happens in the nerve connecting the brain to the diaphragm. Okay, side note, put a very, very important pin in that sentence. That's because the actual irritation happens in the nerve connecting the brain to the diaphragm. Okay. Continuing on, some common causes include eating too much or too quickly, feeling nervous or excited, drinking carbonated beverages or too much alcohol, stress, a sudden change in temperature, swallowing air while sucking on candy or chewing gum. End quote. Well, my friends, our patient certainly wasn't at a fucking candy shop when these persistent hiccups began, but I'm sure we could all agree he probably at least felt stress from being in the hospital while having a tube threaded down his throat into his stomach. This was probably enough to irritate that nerve. Now, which nerve and why? Yes, we will get into it, but first, just a few ways. Medical staff tried to subdue the hours and hours of hiccuping. Quote, swallowing a teaspoon of granulated sugar, Stimulation of the posterior pharynx with a nasal catheter. The Valsalva maneuver was performed. So was a corroded sinus massage and digital eyeball pressure was applied, but no success, but with no success, to terminate the hiccups." End quote, and that was from the case report. Now, that was a hefty paragraph with lots of fancy words, but basically they tickled the back of this guy's throat, applied some pressure, to the eyes and sinus area, and this Valsalva maneuver. What in the holy hell? What in the holy hell is that? Well, I bet you did it today. For real. Or maybe just the other day. (laughs) Check this out. Quote, the Valsalva maneuver is a quick, non-invasive method for a fast heart rhythm. It's sometimes the first choice of treatment before trying medicine or another procedure to get your heart rhythm back to normal. To do the Valsalva maneuver, you push air out, but with your nose and mouth closed, like having a bowel movement. End quote. Yeah, yeah, it's like pushing out a poo, folks. <laughs> and that fun description was provided by my.clevelandclinic.org. Thank you so, so much for that. So, our guy may have passed a poo, but these hiccups, they just wouldn't quit. They kept coming. For two whole days. Yeah. Now you're probably saying to yourself, two fucking days, is this common? And why the hell, why the hell were doctors pressing down on his eyeballs and messing with the back of his throat and doing that weird breath poo thing? What does it have anything to do with that nerve? Yes. Yes, my brilliant business goose, it does. Firstly, though, please be at ease to know that hiccups like this lasting days are not a common thing at all. So this case was super special and a super special case requires some super special handling. No pun intended. Again, I am so sorry. It'll It's going to keep happening. So. <clears throat> from the report, <laughs> moving on from the report, quote, intractable hiccups is an uncommon phenomenon probably mediated through the supraspinal brainstem center with the afferent limb mediated by the vagus nerve, end quote. Ooh, my friends, so, yes, all those wacky procedures were to gain control over an irritated vagus nerve. Now, if you think you have a lot to on your to do list, take a fucking seat because the vagus nerve is one busy son of a bitch. And I am not kidding when I say our lives depend on it. For real, if this nerve just disappeared, you would have to spend your day constantly checking on and maintaining your breathing, blinking, and like a whole lot more. Let's, uh, let's get into it. The vagus nerve is one of 12 cranial nerves in the body, and they come in pairs. Some send sensory information to the brain, like sights, smells, tastes, and sounds. Other cranial nerves control the movement of various muscles and the function of certain glands. These are known as motor functions. Now, the vagus nerve actually does both of these things. It's constantly reporting back to the brain details about your digestion, your heart rate, your breathing, all cardiovascular activity, and works with your brain to make reflex actions, such as coughing, sneezing, swallowing, and vomiting, all the fun things. So, my friends, in sum, the vagus nerve touches upon nearly every goddamn part of the body and is the longest cranial nerve, running from the old brain stem all the fucking way down to part of the colon, hint, hint, yes, so this here vagus nerve provides somatic sensation information from the the skin behind your little ears to the larynx, esophagus, lungs, trachea, and heart, and can stimulate all the muscles attached to them, and yes, it can and does cause involuntary contractions, so back to our patient whose vagus nerve was just a wee too excited, if you will, and it was up to our trusted medical staff to focus it. And again, they tried knocking around the man's head with the eyeball stuff and knocking around with his chest with the breathing stuff. But their final option was the rest of the stuff, the end of the nerve. Yes, the colon. Let's get into it. Literally. Brace yourself. I I mean, I have to brace myself for what I'm about to tell you. Okay, I can do this. Quote. Digital rectal massage, that's a.k.a. with a finger, was attempted again using, oh wow, okay, using a slow, continuous, circumferential motion, (laughs) and the hiccups were terminated again immediately. End quote. Okay, look, I know we're close. The flock is a very close community. We talk about butt stuff all the time, but... (laughs) I think we just got like a whole lot closer. Um, And you heard me right. This process was done not once, but twice on the patient who said yes to this procedure, not once, but twice. And you know what? Good for him. (laughs) And I I wonder if it had to be done by the same practitioner. But okay, anyway, my friends, after a second college try, it fucking worked. So if you're desperately trying to end a ravaging case of hiccups, there you go text a buddy and uh, see if they could help. Now, you may be wondering, um, well, a lot of things, but one of them might be, was this the first time such a massage was used to cure hiccups? And the answer, my friends, is no, of course not. Which means there was a first time and that means we need to talk about that. We need to talk about it. Uh, I have no real setup. Um, I don't think I can come up with anything better than just dumping this right on top of you. (laughs) Trust me, you'll love it. Okay. Okay, here we go. Quote, I have always hoped to win a real Nobel Prize for medicine, Francis Fezmeyer of the University of Tennessee College of Medicine told New Scientist. Continuing from the article, quote, nevertheless, Francis settled for the Ig Nobel Prize in medicine instead, handed out, along with nine other Ig Nobel Prizes at the Thursday evening ceremony in 2006 at Harvard University. Fesmeyer, a specialist in emergency medicine and cardiology, probably did not have a real Nobel in mind when he published the paper called Termination of Intractable Hiccups with a Digital Rectal Massage in the journal called Annals of Emergency Medicine. You can't make this up. Okay, continuing the quote. He was It transpires attempting to help a man who walked into the emergency room after hiccuping for 72 hours at up to 30 times a minute. End quote from Jeff Hecht of NewScientist.com. Wow. Okay. Okay, my friends, let's break this down. 72 hours of hiccuping, 30 times a minute. I. I'm at a loss for words. And yes, this was the first time a rectal massage was applied to cure hiccups and it won an Ig Nobel prize. And um, you're probably wondering, like I was, how the fuck did Francis get the idea to stick his finger up a patient's butt? How? Well, I found an answer, of course. Quote, Dr. Francis Fesmeyer, while attempting to stimulate the vagus nerve of his patient, remembered reading about another patient whose racing heartbeat was slowed after receiving a rectal massage. He tried the same on his patient and found that it worked." End quote, from James Felton of IFL Science. Okay, I mean, okay, I get it. After 72 hours of hiccuping, I totally understand why that patient said yes to trying this. Desperate times call for desperate measures. But for Dr. Fesmeyer, this is his go-to, okay? The doctor went on to tell the online magazine New Scientist, quote, from now on, I'll be recommending sex culminating with orgasm as the cure-all for intractable hiccups. End quote. (laughs) I'm sure that's not problematic at all. After the break, we are moving slightly away from the butt and halfway around the world. My friends, I am still bewildered how uh, this man is just fine. Uh, We're going to talk about the largest kidney stone. So far, it hurts just to look at it. Um, Oh my. So please stay tuned. And my friends, pack your sunscreen and some breathable clothing because we're heading on over to the gorgeous, yet tropical, with a capital balmy, island of Sri Lanka. And for my fellow geographically challenged Americans, don't panic, don't worry. You may be wondering where this is. I've got you. Please picture India. Thank you. Now point to the very southern tip, okay? Now move your finger a smidge farther south And imagine a teardrop-shaped island. That is Sri Lanka. And located in the middle of its west coast is its capital, Colombo. And it was here where history was made. Well, specifically at Army Hospital in Colombo, where just earlier this year, a 62-year-old retired soldier named Canistis Kungi walked into the emergency room experiencing a pain I don't think any one of us could fathom because he is the only human have experienced what the fuck we're about to talk about. Now, Canistus was exhibiting all the classic signs of someone suffering a kidney stone. You've got your severe back pain. Uh, you've got that will not go away. You've got blood in your urine. That's fun. Fever and chills, some vomiting because of that pain. Your urine looks cloudy and there's a burning sensation while urinating. I can also add from personal experience, not to brag, on top of all of this, there's the constant sensation of having to pee. It's just insult to injury here. Now, the urology team was called into action, and the patient's lower back was x-rayed. And boy, howdy. You better believe I have that x-ray. It's on our social media stuffs as we speak, so please come on by. Actually, you need to come on by and take a look. Um, I'm going to pull it up here myself. I, I'm still speechless (laughs) and you cannot miss it. Please take a look. I am not fucking lying when I say it takes up most of the x-ray. Yeah, that is for real, my friends. This stone broke not only one, but two world records. Measuring five and a half inches in length and 4.15 inches in width, this is the world's largest kidney stone. And don't worry, you're about to feel worse. This is also the world's heaviest kidney stone weighing eight hundred grams or one point seventy six pounds. That's nearly two pounds folks and if this sounds absolutely insane to you, it fucking is. <laughs> Guinness World Records says that's roughly the same weight as five baseballs okay, and i f l science reports that's about the weight of a six to nine week old kitten <laughs> These are. Stellar choices for comparison. Thank you so much, (laughs) Guinness and IFL. That is wild. Um, To put the length and width into perspective, the average kidney stone is a mere five millimeters in diameter or three sixteenths of an inch and can painfully, painfully pass through the urinary tract on its own. However, there was no way in hell Canistus was going to pee this out. In fact, this this stone embedded in his right kidney was actually larger than that kidney, uh, which was measured at 4.6 inches in length. And this fucker, this stone was five and a half inches. His kidney was literally, literally stretched to capacity and then some. So needless to say, surgery was needed. Quote, Kungi underwent a procedure called open pyelolithotomy, nailed it, whereby the stone was surgically removed through an incision made in the pelvis. The operation was performed by Dr. Kugatis Sutharshan on June 1st, end quote, from guinnessworldrecords.com. And um, if you want to know how it went, well, just scroll through today's episode post past the x-ray, and I'm telling you, you're going to want to see this one too. Uh, I'm going to give you a second. It's totally worth it. Pull up this post. Okay, there he is, folks. (laughs) There's Dr. Suthershan holding up this behemoth of a stone like a man who just caught the biggest bass of his life. There he is, just, yeah. And there's his team right behind him. I love, I love that the team got their photo op. What a day, what a fucking day. And believe it or not, my friends, Canistus made a full recovery. His kidney is functioning normally, and, quote, his liver, gallbladder, pancreas, and spleen were described by Dr. Suthashan as normal in size, end quote, from guinnessworldrecords.com. Yeah, what can I say? What can I say? The human body is just fucking colossal and clearly full of surprises. Well, my horrified but relieved business goose, I bet you have some remaining questions, like How? How? How the fuck did this happen? How did these stones develop anyway? And if this is a new world record, what what else is out there? Great questions. I am so glad you asked. Um, let's head on over to the National Kid. Let's head on over to the National Kidney Foundation to start. <laughs> Quote. Urine has various wastes dissolved in it. When there is too much waste and too little liquid, crystals start to form. The crystals attract other elements and join together to form a solid that will get larger unless it is passed out of the body with urine. In most people, having enough liquid washes them out, or other chemicals in urine stop a stone from forming. The stone-forming chemicals are calcium, oxalate, urate, uh, cysteine, xanthine, and phosphate. I'm sure I nailed all of those, end quote. (laughs) so in sum my friends please fucking hydrate it's important and um you're gonna want to hold on to all of your cheeks because i'm about to drop a few more kidney stones on you some record-breaking kidney stones please turn up the volume and pick a number from one to two hundred thousand go ahead you got one and you know what i can actually feel from here a bunch of you picked 200,000 and I'm really glad you did. (laughs) Get this, one hundred and seventy-two thousand, one hundred and fifty-five kidney stones were removed from Danraj Waldeil of India at the Institute of Urology at Maharatha on December 8th, 2009, gaining them the title of most kidney stones removed from a patient. Yeah, that's Over 170,000 kidney stones. I, I, I'm just going to go lie down after this. Um, The youngest person to have a kidney stone removed was Joshua Price of Jacksonville, Texas. He was six years, 298 days old, when surgeons at Herman Hospital, Texas, removed a kidney stone from his left kidney on October 5th, 1993. And finally, my friends, the most expensive kidney stone. Drumroll, please! Thank you. Quote on on January eighteenth, two thousand six, Star Trek actor William Shatner sold a kidney stone that he passed the previous year for twenty five thousand dollars to online casino goldenpalace.com. So these are actual words coming out of my mouth. It's just okay. Continuing. Shatner donated the money from the sale to the Habitat for Humanity housing charity, which is lovely, end quote. And all of this information came from guinnessworldrecords.com. So please, everyone, round of applause for every hero. This is just, just wow. Thank you, William Shatner. Um, And you know what? Round of applause to you, my business goose. Thank you for listening. Rating, sharing, subscribing, telling your friends um, about the uh, nine week old kitten removed from a man's kidney <laughs> or five baseballs. <laughs> and uh, just text a friend about a rectal massage. Just float the idea, see what happens. You never know. And please stay interesting.